This morning we're continuing uh, our study, our conversation, our sermon series on the book of Romans. And I'll be speaking uh, directly to Amanda and Luke and Rowan, but I hope something that you overhear will be helpful to you as well. So Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. May the Lord bless the reading of this living word. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, graduation is a reason to boast. For our graduates, Amanda and Luke and Rowan, but also everybody else who helped them get across that finish line. Mom and stepmom and dad and teachers and coaches and tutors and friends. Congratulations. You did it. It is time to bask in the glow of accolades. It's time to tell the story of your accomplishments. You've been telling that story for a couple of years now. For applications and essays, you've learned to weave together a narrative about your unique gifts and strengths and triumphs designed to make any admissions counselor or scholarship committee say, wow, you have much to boast about. But did you hear what else Paul said? We also boast in our sufferings. Why would anybody say that? Those are the parts of the story that we usually leave out. The disappointments, the mental health crises, the failures, the injuries, the rejections, the bad grades, the heartbreaks, the stops and the starts and the moments where we just thought we wanted to quit. We don't like talking about those things. But Paul says if we're going to boast in our victories, we should also boast in the sufferings along the way. Because as Pastor Jennifer already talked about so well, we have to walk through and get through and overcome sufferings to get to victories. I don't know why, but that's just how life is. And none of us would be who we are or where we are without going through them. Amanda and Luke and Rowan, y'all already know that. Because the whole story behind all the accomplishments and accolades we celebrate today was a lot of suffering. Trying again or 
working harder when you just wanted to quit. Amanda, you couldn't have become an author or writer without all those hours staring at a blank computer screen with the cursor mocking you and all those crappy first drafts and all those conversations with your parents where they asked, I mean, do you really think you can be a writer? Do you really want to be a writer? Can you make money doing that? Luke, you wouldn't have become an Eagle Scout without long hikes and campouts that turned miserable because it got cold or because you forgot some important piece of equipment and all the stress of organizing volunteers and putting together a project and all the hours of earning merit badges and tying knots. I was always bad at that part uh, to get to where you are. Rowan, you couldn't have become a track champion without team drama and cramps and fractures and time off running, which maybe was more painful than running. And putting one foot in front of the other and lots of workouts where you just were ready to stop. Y'all already know that suffering produces endurance. Other ways of translating that would be suffering produces patience or suffering produces perseverance. N.T. Wright says that in the Greek, this means not so much pressing ahead in adversity, but staying put and not going anywhere. Our instinct is to run or to quit. But if we can stay put when we go through hard things, we can learn how strong we really are. Y'all wouldn't be standing there today if you wouldn't have stayed put. Endurance produces character. And in the Greek of Paul's words, someone with character is not someone with good or bad character, but someone who has been tested. Someone who has been found to be firm as rock. You're here today because you have a firmness of character. Finally, character produces hope. When you endure the pain of failure or face struggle and keep going, you realize you can do hard things. You realize your potential. You start to believe you can accomplish your goals, and when you believe you can, you can. And these wins give you the courage to believe that more is possible. So today and in the weeks ahead, go ahead and boast in your accomplishments, your accolades, your wins, your successes, but also boast in your sufferings. Because enduring them got you to where you are today. Because enduring them made you the person you are today. And as you continue with your education, as you continue with your life, trust that you have what it takes to press forward and do the hard things that it will take you to get to where you want to be, to get you to becoming the person you want to become. In his book, Callings, Greg Lavove talks about the work of Belgian physicist Eva Prigogian. Eli Prigogian won the Nobel Prize in 1977 for his theory of dissipative structures. Greg Lavove says, friction is a fundamental property of nature and nothing grows without it. He's talking about Prigogian's theory. 
Nothing grows without friction, not mountains, not pearls, not people. Any structure, whether at a molecular, chemical, physical, social, or psychological level that is isolated or insulated from disturbance is also protected from change. We must be willing to get shaken up, to submit ourselves to the dark blossoming of chaos in order to reap the blessings of growth. If Skylar Daniel was here, he would say you have to be willing to get shaken up. You have to submit yourself to the dark blossoming of chaos because that's how you'll grow. Schuyler's father often told him that if you have two choices between the easy thing and the hard thing, to choose the hard thing, to always choose the hard thing. I think Mr. Daniel said this to his children because he understood that if we wanted to grow or be challenged to be better, that we had to push ourselves. Well, I could stop right here and a lot of you would be happy to get out of church early. But I wouldn't really be telling you anything more than your graduation speaker will tell you. But Paul is saying so much more. And the Gospel invites us in to so much more. A journey of growth that we never graduate from. I want so much more for you than to stick with school for a few more years and to get another degree or to get a good job. I want you to learn to boast not just in what you have done or what you might have the potential to do, but what God has done and will do in your life. I want you to learn to boast not just in what you can accomplish on your own, but what Christ can accomplish through your life. This morning, I want you to think about these stories, your stories of doing hard things like writing books and earning Eagle Scout awards and winning track meets and graduating high school. And I want you to see that they hold the same pattern that holds true for a much bigger story. And that's the story of Jesus. I want you to learn to live with hope in a world that feels like it's falling apart. I want you to learn to live with, with love in a world of disconnection and heartbreak. I want you to learn to live with Jesus in the story that Jesus is writing and wants to write about your life. In his letter to Romans, Paul writes the story of God is this. Jesus lived with us, died for us, and came back resurrected to us to show us that nothing could separate us from God's love. Paul tells us that we can boast in this. Not in our ability to prove ourselves good or worthy in God's eyes. But in the unconditional love through which God sees us. And because God loves us and every single thing He created, Jesus' resurrection is not the end of the story. One day, Jesus is going to bring back to life and heal all who have died in Him. Every human, every creature, every inch of this planet. This is what Paul was talking about when he said in verse 2, we boast in the hope of sharing the glory of God. 
He's talking about resurrection. In today's scripture, in verse 1, Paul has told us the introduction of the story. And in verse 2, he's told us the conclusion of the story. But in verses 3 through 5, he's trying to help us learn how to live in the messy middle part. He's trying to help us live faithfully in a world that is full of suffering. Amanda, Rowan, Luke, when you face suffering, you will always have a choice. You can do the easy or comfortable thing, or you can do the hard thing. You can choose to quit. You can choose to complain and to blame somebody else. You can choose to pretend like it's not happening at all. Finding some way to escape in Instagram or TikTok scrolling or drinking or pushing yourself into someone else's affection and attention. Or you can face it head on. And that's where I believe that you'll find Jesus. I believe that's where you'll find Jesus weeping and brokenhearted with you. I believe that's where you'll find Jesus urging you to keep going when you just want to quit. Telling you, I believe in you. It might not look like Jesus. It might look like your roommate or your teammate or a friend or a counselor or an RA or a campus minister. It might even look like one of your parents. I know it's going to take you till you're about 30 years old to believe they know anything at all. But trust me, God can work through them too. It might look like someone else, but it's actually Jesus when we find others who will sit with us and cry with us. We find others who will listen to us and really listen. Others who care. When others see our potential and they push us past our comfort zones to do something that we don't think is possible. I know it might make you feel vulnerable or weak, but I urge you to take the risk to ask for help when you need it and take the risk to accept help when you don't think you need it. That's where you'll find Jesus. In 2 Corinthians, Paul says he boasts in his weaknesses because that's when he hears Jesus say, my grace is sufficient for you, for power, God's power, is made perfect in your weakness. Or, like Paul, you might also hear the voice of Jesus in your own inner voice. I know, sometimes our thinking can feel so jumbled and chaotic. Sometimes we hear harsh, critical voices within us that fill us with shame. But within us, there's also this other voice speaking, if we might listen for it. Paul says, hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. The Holy Spirit is just another way to say the Spirit of Jesus, the presence of God. If we keep listening, we might hear God's love being poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We might just hear and feel God's presence closer to us than our next breath. In the Greek, the word for breath and spirit is actually the same, you know. Amanda, Luke, Rowan, I know y'all are 
already to be done with assignments, but I'm going to give you one more. I want you to memorize Romans 5, 3-5. Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Hold on to these words when the struggles come because they're going to come. They will point you to the Jesus who is already standing with you. They will remind you of the Spirit who is already speaking within you. And there's another one that I want you to memorize. That's from three chapters later in Romans 8. In all things, God works for the good of those who love them. I don't believe that that means that God causes all things to happen. I don't believe that that means it's always possible for us to see the good that God is working. But I believe that God can use all things for your good. God can use all things to help you learn to lean into the presence of Jesus who loves you through all things. Even the things that feel like they break you. And God can use all things to help you realize your potential in Jesus. Which is much less about the degree you earn or the job that you get than the person that you are becoming. Jesus wants to use all things to make you like Him. Someone who feels the wounds of this world. Someone who, within whom the things that break us break you open and break open your heart for other people so that you might be like Jesus. A wounded healer who can help other wounded people find healing because of that pain that you felt. Because of the scars you hold. That is what God does with suffering. May that be your story. May that be all of our stories. Stories of hope. Stories of hope that does not disappoint.